You've tuned in to the Brave Files podcast, and we are so very glad to have you here. My name is Heather Vickery, and I am the host of the show. This week, we're talking to a woman whose mission is to help people discover their capacity for self-acceptance, self-appreciation, and achievement. Her incredible story of finding her own calling will help you look at your journey in a whole new light. Her life changed when she began to practice radical self-acceptance, and this concept might just change your life as well. The thing is, accepting responsibility is often our biggest resistance. So learn to let go. Accept where you are right now. Find the appreciation and the lessons learned and break through so that you can continue to achieve. I am so excited to share this episode with you. And although this journey is deeply personal, you know that you don't have to do it alone, right? That's why we have the Brave on Purpose Facebook Collective. If you'd like to be surrounded by an entire community of people who are on the brave journey just like you, please join us. All you have to do is search Brave on Purpose in Facebook, answer three little questions, and you're in. I cannot wait to see you there. Accept, appreciate, and achieve. This is Heather Vickery, and you're listening to The Brave Files, stories from people living courageously. When we choose bravely in big and small ways, it powerfully elevates our lives. I hope these stories connect with you and encourage you to embrace bravery in every possible way, day after day. Together, we can build a movement of courageous living that enriches both our lives and our communities. And if you enjoy the show, I ask you to please share it with others. Maybe think of someone who you want to choose bravely right alongside you. Thanks for tuning in. Now here's the show. Hey, everybody. This is Heather Vickery. Welcome to this week's episode of the Brave Files podcast. Today, I'm talking to Susan Vernacek. She's a mindset mentor, identity energizer, author, and speaker. And her mission is to provide women with opportunities to discover their vast powers of self-acceptance, appreciation, and achievement. Did you hear those words already? Wink, wink, hint, hint. I'm excited to talk with her about how she came into this work and why it's so important to her. You might be surprised by the answer. Welcome to The Brave File, Susan. Oh, thank you so much for having (laughs) me. I'm so excited. I'm excited to have you here. I love your energy. You're so much fun. Oh, thank you. I love what you're doing. I mean, your podcast is amazing and um, it's just, it brings confidence. It brings, um, you know everyday, normal, like just real life. And it's just, a, it's a great support. Like oh, it, I you. always feel like, yes, like I'm saying, yes, okay, I'm not alone. You know, it's, it's a nice, it's just a great podcast. I love that. Thank you so much for saying that. <laughs> well, I am really excited. So uh, one of my commitments here on the show, and you and I've talked about this in the past, is that we will tell a unique story every week. Even if there is some overlap or some similarities, we are going to talk about something that's totally different every week so that people get a fresh perspective. And mindset is something we've definitely talked about before. Mindset is so important and so powerful. But I invited you onto the show because I love the story of how you came to this work. Can you tell folks a little bit about your background and what led you here? 
Yes. Oh, gosh, I'm blessed for the journey for sure. Um, you know, when I was young, like 25 years old, over, th- I mean, I'm still young, <laughs> over 13 years ago. <laughs> you after- are still young. <laughs> that was only 13 <laughs> years ago. Shit, that was half my life ago. Not quite, almost. <laughs> um, I, 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 I turned 40 in October, so I'm excited. But um, I lived, I was, you know, the whole after college, like, what do you do? How, you know, finding a job and whatnot. And I had a job, it was a graphic designer for a fitness magazine, and then they went under. And I was the creative director. I designed the entire magazine. It was awesome. It was a great experience, but he ran out of money. And so I then had to figure out what I was doing. And so I made the decision to travel and live in London. So I went with a best friend at the time and we lived in a hostel and I actually did graphic design work from a bunk bed until we found, we lied our way into a bartending job and said we had bartending skills. And then we, I traveled. I went to Dubai, South Africa, freaking lived the Amazing. best summer ever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, it put me in debt, but it was well worth it. And I realized though, in that summer that I wanted a life of passion and I wanted a life of freedom. And I met extraordinary people. I mean, they were selling cars, they were selling homes just so that they could travel. I mean, they were mopping floors. Like we didn't care what job we had because we were just making money to go then travel France the next week, you know? And that was just an amazing way of living. So eventually I had to come back home because I had school loans and all that kind of stuff. And so I cried for like two weeks while I was home, you know, miserable that I had to move back home. I had no local friends because they were all either in Maryland or London and, you know, had jobs and all that kind of stuff. So I couldn't find a job, had to hire a headhunter, found a job as a graphic designer for a medical company. And I can't even tell you that this was the most boring job. I mean, talk about (laughs) going from one extreme to the other. And although I am grateful because where I am today is because of this job. And the, the company did some great things, but one of the the um, job responsibilities, I had to manipulate faces in Photoshop. Okay, so, so why? Why did you yeah. have to manipulate faces in Photoshop? So part of this job, they worked with doctors and they worked with the FDA and passing studies and products and if they work. And so we were creating at the time these scales that if, and it's, I'm, this is, years, like decades ago. So I know that everything is completely different, probably a different standard of quality and all that kind of stuff. But at the time, it's like if you go to a doctor and if you need reconstructive surgery or if you just want to get a nose job or get rid of crow's feet or breast augmentation, anything like that, we actually created these scales. So if I went into the doctor, he would whip out the scale from zero to five and show where I am and where do I want to go. Oh, so you were manipulating the faces of the patients to show them what their face could look like if they had the surgery. Yes, but not okay. the, like we were doing like random people. So, oh. so it came to be where, you know, I was a guinea pig. So like they took pictures of all the employees for our baselines and I have fair skin. So like everything showed up and I was then 25. I was still depressed. Um, I was 65 pounds heavier from parting my tush off in London. Um, (laughs) I was depressed because I was living at home. I was really throwing myself a pity party and blaming the world for everything. I was definitely in that mindset. Um, You know, I definitely, and I also had a strand of depression and alcohol abuse at that time. And Mm. so 
Now I get into work and they're like, oh, you are going to use your face as a guinea pig. And I was manipulating my face, removing wrinkles that I never paid attention to. 40 and you hours were 25? a 25? Who the hell has no exactly. 25-year-old has wrinkles? Yeah. At 25 years old, 40 hours a week manipulating my face so that we could create a baseline scale. And here's the thing. Even zero was manipulated. So none of the photos, I know, none of them were even real. And so doing that and in the state that I was in, um, you know, I would go home and I would stare in the mirror and I would cry for everything, everything because I'm living at home, everything because I wanted to be back in London. And and then I feel ugly because I'm, I'm, removing wrinkles in my face every day in Photoshop and hated my job. And, you know, I met great people there. I'm still really good friends with so many of the women that I worked with, but we're all in different jobs now. But the atmosphere was unappreciative. It was um, no teamwork. It was just horrible. It was just, you know, was not what I wanted. It was so opposite of what I had experienced um, living in London and working. And it just really took a toll on my my confidence and my self-esteem. And, um, you know, I remember one day sitting there at my desk and I was manipulating my face and I'm like, what the heck am I doing? And then I said to myself, you know, you're throwing yourself a pity party, but you have to accept responsibility that you are where you are because of all the choices that you've been making. And you have lived an extraordinary life. Like who at 25 gets to go to a safari in South Africa and go to Dubai and Absolutely. go to France, you know? But I, I mean, was I think it that. sounds amazing, but that's a lot of privilege. Very yeah. lucky. Yeah. Yeah. And so in that moment, I just, I remember feeling like this clarity of acceptance of responsibility. And um, I joined a gym again and I started making a plan and I created a passion project and I needed an outlet where I could heal, I could share my story of not liking my job, not feeling like I'm in the right right thing and feeling like I'm alone in all these thoughts and, you know, of the unknown. And, and so I just created this passion project, which was the magazine, identitymagazine.net. Yes. And it, and it just evolved from there. So like the passion project, eventually it was healing me, but it, and it became... became yeah. Yeah. I, I love that. First of all, I really think it's incredibly self-aware at such a young age to recognize this was having that effect on you. Yeah. I, it's one of the things that I'm really grateful for. And I think because I grew up in such a diverse family, I mean, I didn't grow up in your traditional, we, we were poor, I mean, we didn't, we didn't have money. My father had cancer several times. There was infidelity. There was infidelity. There was drug abuse. I had a sister who was murdered by an ex-husband. I mean, we were exposed to a lot. And I think that obviously helped all of us. I mean, become brave, become open, become aware, become conscious. Obviously, we all struggled in our own way. And I'm so proud to say that everybody who is still with us today we all have our own businesses or we're all, or we're tired and we're, we're financially stable and we're, we're mentally at, at new levels as a family. And it's, it's so, it's just, it really is, um, amazing. 
I'm very it, proud. It's incredible. You should be proud. I that's uh that's a lot. I'm so sorry about your sister. That's Thank you. I mean, uh, I'm the youngest of seven, so I was I think one or two at the time. Oh wow. But um So she was she was like older. old enough to be your parent. Right. So we all grew up in the same property. My father was 28 years older than my mom. He was married twice. He had four kids with his first wife. And then he married my mom and he had three girls. But we grew up and my, my, like we were all on the same property. So we all grew up together. And so I have nieces and nephews that are my age, um, which, so it's, it's a big, great dynamic. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Holy cow. Yeah, that is that is definitely a lot. And that would give you a different perspective. It's just a nice, I mean, not nice. It's it's a reminder that we all live such different lives, not to make assumptions, not to judge people. Right. Because I, I would imagine that people were listening to you talk about your travels and, and they assumed you came from this incredibly privileged, beautiful, idyllic childhood that allowed you to afford to travel like that. Right. And you can easily make those assumptions when you hear people talk about their experiences, but you don't know. You don't know right. what they've been living. Right. Yeah. I mean, that whole time, my family was actually very angry with me that I was there. They were very angry that I was living in a hostel because this was in 2004. So a lot was going on still with like security and sure. 9-11. Yeah, yeah. And then they're like, oh, you're living with a stranger, a, a, a guy, that, the owner of the bar who I still talk to, I just, we FaceTime even now, just yet last week, invites us to live above his bar for free. And we're like, nobody trusted that, trusted it. And, um, but I, I believe I have a good sense of character and I just, you know, I had my best friend we both were okay with it. We went with it and, and, um, but yeah, everybody was not, nobody, like they were mad. They were angry. They kept asking every day for me to come home. Wow. That's fascinating. And so you didn't because no. you, you knew your heart, <laughs> you knew what you wanted. Um, you just have like an incredibly resilient personality, I think, like energy about I you. I like to think so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So talk to us a little bit about starting the side hustle in more detail. Uh, what was your goal with it? And what were you, what were you hoping for it when you first started? Yeah. I mean, you know, I just, I had no business background at all. So I had a brother at the time he owned his business. He still owns his business. So I went to him and I asked him, how do I start? Where do I go? And he gave me his big entrepreneur book. And then I took a class at a county college and I just gave myself homework every day. And, um, I just wanted to share and support and share stories and then get other people to share their personal stories because at the time, nobody was as vulnerable as they are today. Yeah. And, um, you know, and I didn't, I wanted a magazine, but I, I didn't know anything about print. So we just started online. It just happened to actually be that turning point that digital was taking off. And so we ended up just staying online and then, um, you know, it just grew. I mean, it just turned into, just keep collaborating, asking for help, getting out there, networking. I'd get up in the morning. I'd stay up all night. I'd take lunch breaks and go to networking meetings or have phone calls in my car while I was working my nine to five. And I sacrificed a lot so that I could get out and move up and create my own career, my own life. I wanted flexibility. I wanted inspiration. I wanted motivation. I just wanted to be inspired and I wanted good energy. 
And um, I just showed up every single day. And when you show up every single day, even if it's a small, small step, yeah. that compounds, that compounds. And then you turn around <laughs> and I'm like, oh my gosh, I've been earning a living on my own for since 2006. Yeah. yeah. I love that you just said that. It does. Just a little bit everyday compounds. That's such a great message. I talk, when I coach folks, that's just something we talk about all the time. Like, let's yeah. just do little things because big things don't happen in big steps. Big things happen in little steps. And yeah. I love that you just kept putting one foot in front of the other and didn't even realize what you were building. Yes. Also, way to be ahead of the curve with an online magazine. I know. <laughs> I know. But it's so interesting because you get ahead, but it turns so quick. I mean- I felt like, and I still kind of, like, I've always, you're always introducing new things and you're always evolving and you're o- always pivoting. The one piece of advice that I never forget too is like a website and your your brand is never done. You can get there, but you're always strengthening. You're always fine-tuning. You're always tweaking. You're always growing and evolving. And so that really helped me too let go of perfection and, and let go of fear and just keep showing up and and trying to stay aware and pivot where I, where I think I need to and, and trust and believe in the process. I think that's really important. Absolutely. Trust and believe the process that you will show up when and where you are supposed to show up. Right. Yeah. Wow. That's incredible. <laughs> I mean, it's true. And I talk to people about that all the time. But again, at your age and your ability to know that that was valuable to me, I think is shocking. So mm. um, tell us a little bit ab- about the magazine and sort of what's happened since you started it and, and how how is it impacting the lives of, of the women who are reading it? Yeah, I mean, so when I first started, I also found a therapist. I, I went to therapy to heal myself. And I also invested in a sales coach and a business coach. So I really went all in. Yeah, it's a big deal. Yeah, and I was rock bottom and I didn't know where I was going and I didn't really have support at the time. I mean, my family's always supported me, but you still feel very alone because you're doing something so different. Absolutely. You know, from your, your close friends and peers and all that kind of stuff. So I dove right in and I just served. And um, over the years, you know, when I finally got to the point, somebody, one of my mentors said, you can't be a part-time entrepreneur. And so I made the decision. I said, yes, I made the decision to start leaving my job. So I started to set things up and I talked to my boss and we went, I went part-time. And then when I went part-time, I picked up bartending on the weekends and then I left the job and then it was done. And then I was just bartending on the weekends and I found an office for $200 a week right down the street from the bar. And then I had my office. And when I left and I had this office, I was working full time with my coach. I was like, oh my God, now what do I do? What do I do? Like, what's my next step? <laughs> Wait, and, like, no, like, there's no like, money. <laughs> I know. I'm like, I can sell. I know that I'm, my goal is obviously to sell advertising as well and all that kind of stuff. I was like, but I need something else. And so she said, well, what about the first three years of your magazine, all that content? Why don't you create a book? And so I did. So I created this identity mag book. And so I just compiled everything and it's like a unique, you know, the cover looks like a magazine. I sold advertising in the back to help fund it. And then the inside looks like a book. And then there's, there's journaling, journaling in between. And then I'm like, well, who's going to buy this? Nobody knows me. (laughs) And so then we created, we just came up with a 48 state touring workshop. Okay. So 
literally just created it for myself. I managed to travel to eight states. I didn't earn any money. It was not profitable, but I showed up. I practiced. I developed a signature workshop and I gave it my all. And the last workshop was in Arizona and we went over an hour because the women, it was like 40 women and they were loving it and they were transforming in the three, four hours. And that, then I was engaged. So I put that on hold. I never finished that. But here's the thing. A year later, one of the, one of the, um, a woman that was in that workshop in Arizona reached out to me because she then had a job where she needed to hire a speaker and somebody to come and do a retreat. So then it was seven years in a row. She hired me for three workshops in Utah, New Mexico, and Arizona and paid and paid for the, for these retreat weekends. And it was the turning point of my career in speaking. And then from there, just went to coaching and these women are transforming. Like what women are getting and giving women the opportunity to learn how to create a lifetime of internal, like healthy internal dialogue and learn how to be their number one cheerleader and give them tools to keep them inspired and keep them motivated and keep them breaking through with acceptance, like accepting responsibility on Mm. every single layer, because that is our biggest resistance is when we're fighting, fighting, fighting. Yeah. And it's like, let go, accept, accept where you are now, find the appreciation, the lessons learned, right? And, and break through so that you can continue to achieve. Yep. Yeah. I love that. Acceptance is such a big deal and, and responsibility. I do a lot of corporate work like that, where I'm like, look, there's always going to be somebody else who has some sort of fault in what doesn't go well, but Mm -hmm. you can only control yourself. So you can only manage whether or not something goes well or doesn't go well by how you handle it. Right. And so, uh, but that's a hard thing for people to digest back in my event planning days. Um, you know, it didn't matter which vendor made a mistake. I felt all the responsibility. I was in charge. It was mine to own. And I'm currently in the current state of our nation. I'm like, true leadership is, is accepting responsibility. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, and with the work that you're doing, you, you could be a leader for yourself. You don't have to be leading a company. You don't have to be leading anything, but you can be your own leader. And so when you do accept that responsibility, you just approach things differently. Right. Yeah. I you, love that. I feel like, you know, going with your brave, like accepting the responsibility, owning it is being brave, so it's being, brave. having courage and knowing that, okay, I got to pivot or I got to change. Like when I injured my back four years ago, I fought it and fought it and fought it because I had five-year-old, I had new I had twins. I've, they're five and a half now, but they were newborn twins. And I thought, you know, no, I got to take care of them. I can't focus on myself, but I got worse and I got worse. Mm. And then that impacted my marriage. It impacted mothering. It impacted my Absolutely. career because you're in pain, you're frustrated, you're aching. And and so I remember I was standing in in my living room and I said, okay, I need help. I have to accept responsibility to heal. Um, and so I did the work. I called and found the doctors and then I, you know, got the MRIs and then I had to go to PT and then I had to do the work of PT. You know, most people don't do the work of PT when they go home. No, and they I don't. Had to do all I've that. been there. <laughs> right? It's really hard to do that. Yeah. Yeah. You'll go and do it at the PT office, but you won't do it at home, but that's where it matters. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so I had to, you know, you have to accept all those layers. Like we have responsibility on so many layers, but just accept it, own it, embrace it, and learn to have fun with it and roll with it because you're mm. always going to co- come out 
more brave, right? You're yeah. going to come out stronger, wiser, and more connected to who you are and what you want in life. 100%. And I love what, it, what I just heard you say just now, and I love so much, is um, taking responsibility for self-care. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, you didn't use those buzzwords, which we're all sort of <laughs> sick of, but that's what you said. Like yeah. when you put your health first and your mental state first, when you care for yourself, you are better able to care for everyone else. And and I can't tell you the number of conversations I've had where I say, it is selfish of you to not take care of yourself because you can't give anything to anybody else if you fall apart. I know. And that's like one of the things that I that I teach now in, in my mindset program and the coaching that I do within my, my mindset program. It's if you want transformation, if you want results, if you want to create a lifetime of, of a healthy internal dialogue, what you eat, how you sleep, and how you move your body is playing a role into that. Yes. You know, like it's just, I, I, you can't get around it. If, mm-hmm. if you want to maximize your results, if you want better relationships, if you want better communication, if you want to be more brave, you've got to fuel your body with movement and water and sleep and balanced nutrition. I'm not saying perfection, but find the balance yeah. and, 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 you know, it all plays a role into your daily choices, your daily happiness, your daily energy, everything. Just can't get around yes, it. it does. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. No, you really can't. And, and I, um, Several months ago, I did the 22-day food revolution, which was plant-based for 22 Mm. days. And so it's not vegan. I mean, it is vegan, but it's not vegan because vegans can eat, you know, pasta and potato chips and uh, sugar. So it was no sugar, no gluten, and everything was plant-based. It was much easier than I thought it was going to be. And when it was done, halfway through it, I got myself a a Fitbit Versa, which is Uh like a I like it better than what would be an Apple Watch. But then I have the Fitbit app. So I started tracking my calories and what was I doing. And when it was done, I, I introduced meat and dairy back into my life, but not at every meal and not full-blown. But I'm so much more aware of how I feel and what I'm consuming. And again, it's that level of awareness and how how much movement I have in my day because it's really reminding me and pushing me. And so – what I love about that and everything that you just said is you can put systems together to push you and get you excited and accountable for that, um, but it really all does factor in so much. It's huge impact, more than I think most people take the time to realize. Yeah, yeah. For sure. You know, my husband just went um, for the new year, he, no meat. So his birthday, he's 40, he turns 45 tomorrow, and that was his goal, to no meat or um, like bad, like crap, crap until his birthday. And he just did it so, so easily. But we normally don't eat meat. We're really not a heavy meat family naturally. Yeah. But he says, he says, I just feel like, because I asked him, I was like, well, do you feel like the difference? Because what I hear is like you do have more clarity and more energy. And that's what he said. He's like, I just feel like I don't experience all those lows anymore when I have a lot of meat or like tacos at lunch with his colleagues and stuff like that. He's like, I just have more consistent energy. And I'm like, exactly. That's what it's all about. Consistent energy. Yeah. Yeah. And then paying attention. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. So tell us about the book you've written or books. I don't know. Yes. Books. Yes. (laughs) Amazing. my what I'm focusing on now is I published in 2016, which I'm going to rebirth. Um, I did a get all A's in the game of life 
It's insights, al- insights Along the Way. It's the Entrepreneur Edition. So that one, and it reached Amazon bestseller. And it was- Congrats. Thank you. And it was a number one for two weeks in gift ideas. So that was exciting. And what it is, is I went and I got all of our, like, like p- women like you and me, just everyday entrepreneurs to submit their words of wisdom, advice, and tips for other entrepreneurs. And so I just put those into the book and they're in the chapter- of my get all A's of acceptance, appreciation, achievement. So my inspiration was chicken soup for the soul. Um, mm. But it's Love get all that. A's. And it's, yeah. so it's bite-sized. It's easy to digest. Yes. Yeah. It's a great book to carry around or on your coffee table. You can pick up, you know, whenever you want and use it as grounding message for the day. So now I'm birthing the mother's edition. So my, mm. it's supposed to be out in time for Mother's Day, but my, so, we, you know, obviously with everything that's going on, there's a little bit of, of, of delay in like the cover design and stuff like that. But the goal is to get it out in time for Mother's Day. But that's, that's the next edition is the Mother's Edition. And my goal is to have a series of them. I and love that. I think I, that's thank wonderful. you. I'm, I'm so excited for it. And, you know, and I think that's the biggest thing is so many people, um, don't think, I know so many people who want to do a book and, but they think that it's not going to be accepted or, or a big hit. Who cares? Right. Absolutely. If you want to put it out there and if you're having fun and you love it, do it. And, and it's amazing because we have the platform to do it. Like people we can do. do it now so it's easily with, fairly with easy. Kindle. Yeah. 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 And, and, and that's what I'm excited about. I just, to get this series out and to have, to share the formula of, of the process of acceptance, appreciation, achieving. Um, and then, you know, with the sound, the sound bites of quotes and wisdom to help, you know, pick them up during the day when we're crying into our pillow or now (laughs) when we're hiding in the bathroom because we need our time. At at the time that we're recording this listeners, um, we're all shelter in place because of COVID-19. So (laughs) I I am hiding in my bedroom with uh, a large number of children that all live in this house (laughs) at this moment um, on the other side of the wall. And, you know, Susan's got her kids locked up on a different floor. (laughs) So we're, yes, we're like bathroom and yeah. I love that you said it's hilarious that you said that because right now we're functioning with one bathroom and seven people. Oh my so, gosh, I feel you. Um, <laughs> like you can't hide in the bathroom because we're like, get out of the bathroom. Oh Somebody my needs gosh. To <laughs> Ridiculous. Oh. Uh, so I would go for a walk. Are you, have you done any audiobook versions of your book? No, I haven't. I have not. Um, I don't know if it would work audio. Or maybe podcast. I don't know. Uh, I am thinking I do want to do a podcast. I might be coming to you for some advice. It's in my Q3, Q4 business plan um, is to to bring on a a podcast. I could even see – because the way you described the book is, like I said, short little snippets. So even if it was – even if you were just reading snippets or like – embellishing different snippets if they were short 20 30 minute episodes i'm always looking at, like, i want to yeah. go on a walk i want something short and bite-sized so that's gonna you know lift me up and get me excited and that sounds like something i would totally tune into i'll bet my listeners i love too. it yes i love that <laughs> idea like i can share i can open up the book i can share like say you have a quote and share that and then i can expand a little bit yeah. on that and yeah. then it'd be done. I love that. Ooh. Yeah. And I'd be happy to help you. So if yeah. you are looking for some podcast coaching help, hit me up. We'd be, right. It'd be fun. Awesome. I would love to know, we've had a number of writers on, and I have written a couple of books now, and my goal is to there are two specific books that I'm working on this year as well. We'll we'll see. Mm-hmm. The the months months long shelter in place is messing with me a little bit. <laughs> um 
it's getting me out of my rhythm. But what was or is your writing process like? Oh my gosh. So I, so the first books, so the way I dive into everything is that I just dive in and I, I don't overthink. It's one of the things that I have on my side is that I don't overthink. I know that it's not going to be perfect, but I need progress and I need momentum. And so I just dive in. Even when I'm writing an article, I just dive in and brain dump what's coming to my mind. And then I can go back and kind of format. And that's what I'm doing with this book too is, is, you know, I have the first the first series as a template. So it's a little bit easier yeah, now because I have totally. a template in place. I just kind of re-niche, just making it more towards that niche and just changing some words mm-hmm. and some structures. And obviously the quotes will be all different. But when I first did it, it was just, just start. I mean, just outline yeah. and, and do what you think. Just do what you think. And then you can go back and do and adjust. Absolutely. I did the same thing I'd, with my first gratitude journal, which was part book, part journal. When I did the kids and family one, same thing. I had a template. I had a format. I I added it. I changed it to meet the needs of the kids and families. And I switch out the quotes, but a template is awesome like that. So how much time per day did you spend writing? Um, not, I mean, now I'm doing it every morning. I get up at five and I'm, I'm writing it and I'm trying to piece it together and then position doing the layout and stuff like that. But at first, like the first book, there's not that much of my writing. I'm doing more of my story and writing in this series. And that's why I want to rebirth the entrepreneur because I want to share more story form of my entrepreneurial journey. So Uh kind of tie it a little bit in with more of like a chapter reading and then the quotes. So this time I'm I'm just spending about an hour and a half every morning at it. Yeah. I love that. I mean, that goes back to what you said earlier is little bite-sized things. And the next thing you know, you've done something incredible. So those of you out there who have been wanting to write something, if you just give yourself an hour, an hour and a half a day, that is enough time. It is plenty. You you don't have to do – is it – I know for a fact that uh, Hemingway used to lock himself, you know, travel and lock himself in a room for, you know, months on end. You don't have to do that, folks. You don't have to be, you know – removed from the rest of the world in order to write. If that's what you want to do and you have the luxury of doing it, I'll I'll offer it to you. But yeah. Um, Because you do so much work with mindset, Susan, which I love, and and it's good timing. I'm using, I don't know about you, but with shelter in place, I don't know if this will all be relevant when people listen to it in a few months, but Mm. um, I am finding that I have to use every tool and resource in my box. Everything I've coached people on for years, I'm like, pull them out. Okay, Heather, go for a walk. Do your mantras, meditate, all of those things. Um, Do you have any, you know, specific daily rituals or non-negotiables that you do to keep yourself balanced every day? Absolutely. So I, the things that I do every single day is I work out. I work out and I get up now, I get up before the kids, before anybody else can get in my way. The only person that will get in my way is me if I choose to hit the snooze button, right? So I work out every single day. The one thing that I added, I work out every day, I watch what I eat for the most of the part, and I get sleep and I drink water. Like those are non-negotiables. Another non-negotiable is I never miss more than two days of being active. Mm. And that has saved me because what part of the work that I do with within my program is I help women discover their triggers and their bad patterns. Yeah. And then we once you dis- discover your triggers, which I'm sure you know, you can then fix it. You can then adjust. Yep. And so awareness. I, yeah. And so one of the things that I discovered is that, and same a lot with my clients, if if they're starting to work out, if they want to add that, 
if they miss three days in a row, and if I'm missing three days, that three turned into four, five, six, seven, and then I'm yeah. I'm restarting. I'm like, all right, let me restart day one. So I put in place, I will never miss being active more than two days in a row. And that, that doesn't mean if I'm not, it could be just going for a walk, or even if sure. I'm just doing three sets of push-ups. I am doing some exercise, some movement, getting my in, my heart increased, you know, at least every day. And I will never miss more than two days. Like, and that has saved me. So I really, really like encourage and invite COVID-19 or not, start implementing (laughs) that in your life. Like don't go more than two days of not moving your body and doing something fun and doing some kind of activity. Um, But the one thing that I did add this, since this started was I love like Oracle cards and, you know, Mm. guided cards. And so I added that every morning and I've been sharing in my private group. I go live and I read it to them and I said, you know, my intention is for this to be our grounding message for the day and try to own in on this message, these words, whatever that inspiration was for that day, whatever I pulled, because there's so much going on and we can easily get pulled into different directions. And we don't want to go down a rabbit hole and we want to still go after our goals and our dreams and our our daily intentions. And so that yeah. that's one thing I have not missed a day is pulling a card so that I have a grounding message. Um, and I do that before I work out. I love that. I want to. I want to be in your private group. That sounds yeah, amazing. Yeah, I'll add you. <laughs> I will that add you. That sounds amazing. Speaking of that, if people are curious to get their hands on your book or to learn more about what you're doing, what's the best way for them to reach you? The best way is just to go to susanvernacek.com. So Susan V E R N I C E K vernacek.com, and you'll find everything there. <laughs> awesome. I'm giggling because we had to. <laughs> re-record the intro like four times because I just my fuzzy brain couldn't get your name right um, You're and then not- even when I got it right I didn't trust myself so. <laughs> it's all right yeah, honesty and vulnerability folks everybody listening out there like I-, I get people all the time that say to me like how do you do it all how do you have it together all the time and I the answer is I just don't right I, I, just, I don't either <laughs> I, I don't um and anybody who tells you that they do is lying yeah so don't yes. believe <laughs> I, I mean, this is the beauty. The beauty is like our our stumbles and our obstacles yeah. and our challenges. I mean, this is who create. This is what creates us. And you know, like I just, I just love it. I love being authentic and I love being vulnerable because you know that's when people feel normal. And I want people to feel normal. I don't want people to Absolutely. feel less than. And that's one of the things that I teach. Like w- nobody, you're stop feeling less than. You are successful yeah. now. You are worthy now. That's right. Yeah, I do that work with a lot of folks. How can we prove that you are already doing these things? How do you, you know, it's an interesting process to take people through because they don't, they're not aware. They don't know that they've Mm -hmm. done all these amazing things. And then I say, well, let's do that. One of my favorite exercises is I'll have clients list out all of their life's achievements from those little things to the big things. Do you really? Yes. Well, and then we go through the list and I ask them to, so anybody listening, you can do this for yourself. It's it's better to have a partner with it. It doesn't have to be a coach, but it could be anybody. And um, so I will read the thing and I said, I want you to listen as if it was somebody else that had achieved this. And I want you to give me one word to describe the person who would do this. And then we get this whole list of words, and then I read the words, and I say, that's you. And they go, oh, my God. So amazing. I love it. So 
amazing. It's really, really impactful. It's one of my favorite exercises. And then we'll just, you know, revisit those words whenever they need a reminder of who they actually are and what they've, what they've already done. I said, this is not what you want to do. This is what you've already done. Exactly. We do the same thing in, in my third the um, third module of my program is all about achieving. And we, that's the first thing. It's, okay, now I want you to go back as far as you can and list all of your achievements. What are you most proud of? What have you achieved that you're most proud of? What do you consider um, a success? And then we look at that and um, we then will take it further with um, th- looking at the patterns and what mm-hmm. did they do to achieve that so that they can see the day-to-day work that got them there, right? Like even if somebody put graduated college, okay, well, what did you do? You showed up every day to go to class. You took exams, you studied, you know, all of those little pieces to get you to, to achieve. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. Um, Susan, I'm really excited to ask you this question. I would love to know, how do you celebrate uh, big wins, little wins, you know, throughout your day, how do you bring celebration into your life? So I end my day and even throughout the day, like I'll, I'll like pat myself on the back. I have no problem patting myself on the back because I just let go of expecting it from other people or needing it from other people. And that was a big thing because I was always somebody looking for validation or being, or looking to be accepted. And I only need to accept myself. I need to cheer myself up. And so at the end of the day, I always go over, okay, what did I accomplish today? I mean, one, I got out of bed because I don't know if we had this discussion, but when I <laughs> totally first- Totally counts, yeah. yeah. But back in the day before I was married and when I was going to therapy, I did not want to wake up. And I used to drive over bridges wanting to drive over the bridge. And so that's a huge win is that I decided to get out of bed. I decided to feed myself. I decided to brush my teeth. I decided to shower. So I literally, before I go to sleep, I run through my head all of the, everything that I did that day, everything from just like today, you're going to be in my list. Like this opportunity is a huge, like I'm going to go celebrate. Thank you. I'm so excited. And tomorrow somebody's having me on their podcast. I'm so excited. I'm so blessed. I'm honored. These are, these are the things, but you've got to do it every single day. Take a moment and think about all that you accomplished. Like those are all your celebrations. It doesn't have to be something big. Getting out of bed is big. Getting out of bed is big and yeah. taking care of kids is big and being vulnerable is big. Being brave is big. Those are all things to celebrate. Loving, communicating, it's all big. And those are all things that you have to celebrate. And so that's that's what I do every night. And I also make sure that I laughed for the day. I told those <laughs> that I love them, that I love them. I hug my kids. I laugh with my kids. Like those are the important things. They are. I love that. And those are just really magical, beautiful, simple ways to acknowledge and celebrate. Mm -hmm. Uh, Celebration is such a powerful gift for all of us to bring into our lives. My own coach years ago said to me, I think celebration is a lost art in this generation and in the world right now. And and I agree with that. Um, It's so impactful. And and it can be just such simple everyday things and rituals and whatnot. So I love that. Thank you for sharing all of those with us. You're welcome. All right. So I get to ask you uh, one final question, one of my favorite questions, which is what is your favorite charitable organization to support? I love One Simple Wish. So One Simple Wish I have known for years. And what I love about them is that you can donate kids list what they're looking for, um, kids in fosters or kids who um, 
who might be struggling, families might be struggling. So they list things that they want, whether they want to go to the movies or they want to go out to dinner with their mom or they need a backpack for school and you can grant wishes. And so I love that because it's a variety, it's, you know, children and it, it brings experiences and joy. And so they've been around for over 10 years, one simple wish um, and I remember for my 30th birthday is when I started to um, give back every year on my birthday. And I love that. Yeah, it's we do like, that too. Yeah, because I used to be so selfish. I used to just always think about gifts. And I admit it. Like I was just – I would be sad if I didn't get gifts. or It was just ridiculous. But um, I've grown a lot. But on my 30th birthday, I started, you know what, for my birthday, let's just all come together and give back. And I did something for one simple wish. And we raised like $1,000 and we granted – over 30 wishes. Um, and I'll never forget it. And I just love that organization. Awesome. Well, thank you for sharing them with us. I think that we have lots of listeners who would be really into it. And just like I ask you guys every week, get to know them, check out their social media. They'll be our charity of the week. We'll have links. Uh, and you know, whether you have time, money, or just you know energy, social media shares and likes to share, give what you can so that we can come together as a global community to enrich the world around us. We are in this together, folks, and we do not succeed unless we succeed together. So um, keep that in mind. Yeah. Susan, will you share your three words with us one last time? Yes. Accept, appreciate, and achieve. I love it. Those are amazing words. And I I know that they're core to your mission. I am so excited to have had this chance to chat with you. I love your energy. I love what you're doing. I'm totally hoping to get an end to that private group. Um, yes, I will. I will. And it, it would be fun to collaborate. Maybe there's an opportunity for us to, to collaborate and do some work together. Um, I would love that. A, a good energy there. Uh, you guys, I hope that as you were listening to this, you got lots of little light bulb moments and you're going to take some time to be really aware of how you move through your life and how you feel your best version of yourself. Susan gave you lots of little gifts there, so be sure to check her stuff out. And today, if you do nothing else, give yourself the gift of being aware of of how it feels to move through your life and what you want to keep and what you don't. I hope that you'll just take that with you and then figure out what you want um, your life to look like and feel like every day, one little bit by one little bit. So thanks for being here, Susan. I love it. Thank you so much. I so appreciate you. I love your energy and, you (laughs) know, I just, I'm excited. Thank you. Very good. Yeah, my pleasure. Thank you so much. All right, folks, if you love what we're doing here at The Brave Files, and I hope that you do, I would strongly encourage you to visit us at patreon.com and consider joining our Brave Movement as a Patreon sponsor. There is a ton of time and work, not including money, time and work and money that goes into producing this show. And in order to be as there for you as we want to be and grow in the ways we want to grow, we need your support. So visit us at patreon.com slash brave files. Check out all the different levels. There there are so many different levels and they come with cool prizes, but mostly you just get to help us do this incredible work. Patreon.com slash Brave Files. Find a level that works for you and join our Brave Movement today. If you have any thoughts, questions, If you want to share anything with us, I love getting calls from our listeners. You can give us a call at 312-646-0205. Share anything you want, and I will respond to you personally. I listen to everyone myself, and I get back to everybody. So let us know what your thoughts are. Thank you so much for taking the time to be here today. I love all of you. I am so excited to be on this brave journey with you. This is Heather Vickery reminding you today and every day to go out and choose bravely. 
Hey friends, I want to share something really exciting with you. We already know you enjoy listening to podcasts because you're listening to this one, but I'm also betting you enjoy audiobooks. And hey, listen, if you don't already enjoy audiobooks, then it's time to check them out. That's why I'm really excited to share Libro.fm with you. They are an incredible new platform for listening to audiobooks. And by choosing Libro.fm over other audiobook services, you are supporting a local bookstore of your choice and investing in your local community. Libro.fm offers over 150,000 audiobooks via their primary platform, which, by the way, they built with love and from scratch because they're a small business also. They even offer bookseller recommendations for great audiobook options. You can sign up right now via www.vickeryandco.com slash LibroFM. That's vickeryandco.com slash L-I-B-R-O-F-M. And when you do, you'll get one free audiobook of your choice and the proceeds will go to your favorite local bookstore. Now, check what I just said there. You're going to get a free book and the proceeds are still going to go to your local bookstore because Libro.fm makes sure that their booksellers get paid even when they give a promo to customers. I've listened to over 20 audiobooks this year alone. I especially love listening to memoirs read by the author, and it feels great knowing that all of my purchases support my local bookstore, The Book Table, in Oak Park, Illinois. Libro.fm. The same audiobooks, the same price, but a completely different story. Check them out right now at vickeryandco.com slash Libro.fm. You've been listening to The Brave Files, stories from people living courageously. To learn more about the show, find our show notes, or get some great bonus content, visit thebravefilespodcast.com. And we'd love to know what you think. You can give us a call at 312-646-0205. Let us know your thoughts on the episode, the show in general, or maybe share with us how you're out choosing bravely. This episode is brought to you by Vickery & Co. Success Coaching, coaching that helps you maintain a life well-lived and a business well-run. Learn more at vickeryandco.com. Our music is produced by Matt Lewis. Follow him on Instagram at mattmmusic or visit his website, theunionband.com. We couldn't do any of this without our extraordinary audio engineer, Andrew Olson. Learn more about him and check out his work at findandrewolson.com. And special thanks to our associate producer, Kim Statler. I'm your host and executive producer, Heather Vickery. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll talk to you next week.